Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Merritt! Merritt links up with Luke! Luke for the line! It's the line! Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome back to another episode, a special episode on the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the Super Coach Brain, joined as always by the Super Coach Matrix. Maddie, we're doing the double tonight. We've already done the live, but uh, I, I would argue we're getting into the more important episode for this time of the year. Um, this what, isn't the first time I've been double parked in the last four days, so I'll, <laughs> mate, I'll give you the drum. Uh, Magic Round got you real good, didn't it? <laughs> mate, what we'll do. We are going to go, and for everybody watching this, obviously it's not live. Um, feels a little bit weird not going live. I think we've gone live on every single episode we've done since the season started, but this one's an important one. We wanted to make sure that we didn't get distracted by comments. Uh, we wanted to go through the content for you guys so you can put together your team and make sure that you take advantage of round 13 through to 20 because that can honestly be the difference between you finishing 11,000th and finishing in the top 1,000. If you get this right over the next three months, you'll be in a pretty good spot for the run home round 20. What are your experiences with buyers, Matty? Because uh, obviously last year we both made a pretty good move through the buy period. Yeah, I think I think this sorts the boys from the men or the uh, or the girls from the ladies. Um, yeah, look, genuinely think that if you can get this right, uh, yeah, you're looking at, you know, a top 10,000 finish. For sure. Regardless of where you are. If you're 40,000th now, no bullshit. Uh, you can you can make steps like that. Definitely. So we will give you all the info. We'll talk about which players to hold that are playing Origin. We'll talk about which teams are the teams you were going to want to look at, especially for round 13 coming up, but also round 16 and 19. We'll talk about the mini buyers. We'll talk about the major buyers. Uh, we'll talk about 
all the players to target and, and heaps more. Um, so what we'll do is we'll dig right in, hey? So Sam, we're just about to get started. Hold on. Crack a 10. Excellent. Let's go. Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast unless we that, crack the 10 live. That, that is not a soundbite. <laughs> Mate, so for everybody um, who's followed us for a while, you've probably seen this before. Now, we've obviously updated this leading into round 11 through to 20. And you'll notice on this buy planner, if you're watching us on YouTube or you're watching us on Twitch or, or Facebook or wherever it is that you, you consume your podcast or your video pod, you'll see it on the screen. If you're listening to us on the audio platforms on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you want to actually see it visually, I'd hop on the YouTube and check it out. We will do our best to kind of explain it as we go. Um, slide into our DMs, send it through to us. I had something like this when I was playing BBL. I had something like this as my screensaver as a subtle reminder as to what moves I was making each week. So, Yeah, good shout. Good shout. I don't, I don't know whether I'd go as far as putting it as my phone background or anything. Oh, uh, I'm talking about my computer at work because uh, let's nice. focus on this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Much better things to focus on at work than work. So, um, but obviously, as we can see here, we've kind of rated the the teams in terms of availability for round 13. So you can see here on the screen, we've got Parramatta, the Cowboys, Newcastle Knights, Manly Souths, New Zealand Warriors, the Dolphins, Canberra Raiders, St. George, and the Broncos. So those 10 teams are going to be available in round 13 in the first major buy round. Uh, so it's important to actually start looking and hopefully you probably already have start looking at some of the players that will be available in the round 13 buy. Uh, Maddie, have you had a look at how many players you have available in round 13 at the moment? Yeah, currently got nine. So okay. yeah, going to have to, now's the time to start making those moves and yeah. my trade in this week. Um, uh, yeah, my trade in this week is an extra number. So yeah, mine too. Um, so I, I get two extra numbers, I think, this week with um, Johnston. Uh, I got Buller in, but also uh, who's my third? Torhu Harris. So I'll get an extra yep. two towards round 13, which is handy. That gets me up to 11. Um, so I'll only need to maybe find uh, – actually, maybe a better question for you. How many are you happy with going into round 13 or maybe even 13, 16, and 19 for all the major buyers? How many players do you want available? 12 to 14, but I feel like if I have 12, I'm not going to be banking on someone. Oh, let's say like a Davy Moali or a Hayes Dunster or a Matty Dory or someone like that. I, if I have 12, I want 12 genuine players. Um, if I'm rolling through with some guys like that, I'm going to be hoping for 14 uh, because yeah. obviously your worst score drops out. Like there's like if you've got an Alan Motti or someone like that, always a chance of an eight or yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I'd much prefer twelve good players and fourteen players available and two or three plotters. And I think that's um, something that I want to stress. I'm not going to waste a trade to get in, say, a Hayes Dunster or a Bailey Simonson or someone like that, just because they're playing in the buy rounds. Because because twenty is not going to help you make a move. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, but the good thing is the rules have changed, like you mentioned. So you don't need to go and try and get seventeen players available for the week. Uh, all you need to do is get thirteen. Now, the rules in terms of the 13 players available, it's quite rare, but you can't go and let's say, for instance, uh, so they, they have to be in your starting 17. You can't go and have th three starting second rowers, three reserve second rowers, and then you know four starting center wings and three reserve center wings. You can't go and have six reserves. So they, it won't yeah. count all your points. So the AEs and all that kind of stuff still come into play. 
but yep. it's very rare to see everybody have a stack two RF and center wing and then no one else in any other position. So yeah. you're not really going to have to worry about that. But um, yeah, you will still have to make sure your reserves are correct and, and all that kind of stuff as well. Yep. So let's move across now to understanding the buys a little bit more. So we've spoken about it a bit, but the three major buy rounds where the most teams are out, uh, we've got seven teams on the buy in around 13, 16, and 19. And then we've got the three mini buy rounds, which people aren't really talking about. Um, so people aren't talking about round 14, 17, and 20, because in rounds 14, 17, and 20, we've got to consider that the origin players will be backing up from origin. So everybody goes into origin camp round 13, 16, and 19. So you're going to lose all your origin players from those major buy rounds. Then the next week, if they're, if, if an origin player might be getting rested or something like that, you've got to take that into consideration as a number for these smaller rounds. And we don't get the best 13 scoring in these mini buy rounds we've got to fill a team of 17 so it's going to get quite tricky maddie for for some of these people that maybe have gone hard on certain players that end up out in round 14 for instance yeah it's going to be wild if um if you haven't really looked forward and say you're boosting for Parramatta eels players spoiler alert Parramatta eels play 13 16 and 19 um if you're boosting for players like that and then suddenly you get into 14 you've got some blokes like uh Isaac Fa'asul Malahi and uh, some of those guys that aren't, you know, playing football at all. And then suddenly you play 15 in in round 14. I tell you what, you've just lost all the ground that you've made by boosting in round 13. Players. So, um, yeah, it's Good just point. really important. Good point. Good point. So let's move on. You mentioned Parramatta Eels and boosting for Parramatta Eels players. So let's yes. let's talk about the best options from the Eels because, as you mentioned, rounds 13, 16, and 19, they, they're the only team in the competition to play all three major buys. So it is going to be important to have – I mean, actually, better question for you. How many Eels players are you comfortable having? Because knowing that they've got the buy in round 14, you could actually get caught short if you overstack. Four max, three minimum. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to roll with three. I think my preference is three. Knowing the, the fact that I've also got a couple of Manly players in Schuster and Garrick still in my team that also have the buy, and then I've got Marju as well, who the Knights are on the buy. So round 14 yep. could catch you off guard very quickly, and we'll talk about that soon. But what's your best three? Because at the moment, we're looking at this here, and we're seeing some pretty solid scores across the board from these Eels players, and I've, I've kind of put together my top six, I guess, options. Um. So Dylan I'm Brown leading the pack. Yeah. I'm discounting Madison because I think that he'll play Origin this year. Okay. I think, and I guess that's a big conversation, isn't it, around um, Eels players' Origin availability? Because let's face it, if, if, yes, the, yes, they have the best draw from 13, 16, and 19, but if they play Origin, they've got the worst draw because they'll yeah. miss 13, 16, and 19 because of Origin. And then they'll also miss round 14 and 18 due to the Eels buys. So if you've got a guy like Madison or Hopgood, if he gets named for Queensland um, in your team, you cannot hold them. They'll play like two games across like seven or eight weeks. So worst availability to best availability is, uh, you know, uh, deciding on whether they get picked in origin or not. And we know Dillbag. Yeah, 100%. Putting me house on Dillbag's not getting picked in origin. Um, But I didn't pick up Ryan Madison a couple of weeks ago because I was worried about his origin availability. That's about as early as I've started, at least having it in the back of my mind, um, origin. Um, I'm keeping a – I added dill bags early at 780K because I knew that 13, 
16 and 19, I wanted him and I wasn't impressed by any other five eights. So went yeah. super early on him. Yeah, um, you, that's you probably the start of, of my buy planning. Yeah, that's the start of my buy planning. And I just wanted to bank those points. I had a bit of cash at the time. Um, five eighth was dismal. Uh, Ponga went. Um, yeah. yeah uh, I don't enough. think. I'd be very surprised if Jermaine Hopgood got picked for Origin. Me too. I'm looking at the depth, and I think like Corey, even people are talking about Corey Horsburgh. Is he going to get picked? I think Horsburgh's ahead of Hopgood, personally. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't think either of them get picked based on the depth in the forward pack at Queensland. So um, I think he's pretty we safe. We always bank – like we talk about that Queensland loyalty all along. I don't really see these guys making it. Yeah, good shout. It'd have to be an injury. But also you've got Christian Welch who didn't play last year because he was out for the season, an injury, and I'd say they'd pick Christian Welch before they'd pick Hopgood. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So my, for me, Dylan Brown is the number one pick for me from the Eels. I think he's a guy that you need to have, especially in such a kind of mid position in 5'8". We haven't really had any good 5'8 uh, players pop up this season. I mean, the top three are obviously Munster, Brown, and Cody Walker. And and then there's a daylight between third and fourth, really. So I think you need to have Dill Brown in your team through this period. I guess the question is, can you have a team with Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses in it? Because I don't know about you, but I, I just can't do that. I can't rely on those guys in that spine. If Parramatta Eels have a bad game, you may as well just not have them in your team because Moses could get you 15 like he did the other night. Exactly. And I think that's like there was a lot of top-tier super coach players that went Cleary to Moses uh, the other night. Really disappointing for them. But I think... Looking at Dill Brown's ownership at 53%, um, people have clued on to how good this guy is and how good the draw is, that Kiwi accent. Um, yeah, you just want him in your team. 97 three-round average as well, coming off 200s. He's, so these ownership stats you see on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, you will notice that they're a little bit inaccurate when we're looking at all coaches, but this is top 10% of teams. So top 10% yep. of teams ownership you see on the screen right now. So 53% of the top 10% own Dylan Brown. Yep. Hopgood, 32.9%. Gutherson, 22.3% of the top. Actually, I thought that'd be higher. Madison, only 12.4%. And I, I maybe assume that people have the same thoughts as you, Maddie, in terms of worrying about origin and, and how that plays yep. out, considering he was in the camp the last couple of years. Mitch Moses, 10.5%. And Sean Lane, who I think is worth adding to this list, um, he might only average 51.8, three-round average of 57, only owned by 3% of the top 10% of teams. And was he a top five 2RF last year? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. Is he, he a guy you're considering? He'll be in my team. Come round 13. He'll be in my team come round 13. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been looking at him basically since he started coming back. I took him in some drafts as a little bit of a stash. Um, look, I had a look at his break even. It's still quite high. It's still 85. I'm waiting for that. As soon as that, I'm trading in uh, Hudson Young this week and Hudson Young and Sean Lane, I put in the same ilk. Whoever's break even popped down to 50 first, I was going to add. And um, yeah, essentially it is Hudson Young, but Sean Lane's time's coming. He's yeah. somebody that at the start of the year I looked and I'm like, I want this man in my team. Yeah, good shout. Madison um, would have been I, – I reckon Madison, 
the last couple of years I've started the year with Madison and he is a set and forget. Um, yeah, obviously with, um, with his, I don't even know what you want to call it with his suspension dilemma. Um, yeah, sort of, sort of took that out of consideration, but even off the bench, don't be scared because he's wearing the number 16 jumper. I mean, he played off the bench most of last year anyway, didn't he? So you, you don't yeah. really have to worry about that. Um, he'll get the minutes. He'll get the work. Um, for me, I've got Brown, Hopgood, and Gutherson uh, in my team at the moment. I don't think I'll pull the trigger on the other three. Like I said at the start, I don't I don't think I want to own four Eels players. I've, already, I've still got Matty Dory to sit in there, though, which is like a, just a spot that's being taken up by dead space. So I'll probably look to get Matty Dory out for maybe someone else that plays around 13 at this stage. Um, so you're boosting and you can't find a way to get rid of Matt Dory this week. I could, but I would rather upgrade Stefano, who's doing my head in, and uh, William Warbrick's at a price where he's perfect position to be upgraded to AJ. So okay. I'm, I'm more than happy to make those moves. And I mean, Matty Dory's not losing cash. I'd probably move yep. Matty Dory if he was playing and dropping money. So, yep. um, mate, so those are the six Eels uh, guys, uh, I guess, that we recommend um, moving forward, but plenty to think about there. Now what we're going to do is move on to the teams that are playing around 13. So I want to talk through, I guess, the players that are relevant considerations. Uh I want to jump down to the Raiders because you pulled me up on this before we before we started that I didn't even add in the guy that you've traded in this week. Fuck. I'm so for any here. For anybody who didn't see that, he's throwing his hat on the floor in a rage. Uh, <laughs> his rage hat in rage. It is a rage hat. Perfect. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, a bit of an oversight for me, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Um, I do think I'm – Hudson Young was somebody that I really wanted and I have – Gone with my gut. I've been watching him for weeks, just as I'll be watching Sean Lane for weeks. I think Sean people are. I think people will clue onto Sean Lane a lot more than they'll clue onto Hudson Young. But I can just see him scoring, you know, averaging sixty to seventy for the rest of the year and going under the radar and maybe being five percent owned by the end of the year. Um, maybe I'm getting a little bit spicy and trying to go away from the Corey Horsburghs, which I think we've missed the boat on. Um, you know, Tarpany, I'm really happy with. Uh, Timiko, look, I think it's a flash in the pan. If, like, you could get him on the right week and it could really set yourself up for the season. Uh, it's just not the sort of spice that I want. Um, and Sebastian Chris is one bad game away from losing his full back spot. So, let me tell you, Timiko's last three scores 75, 79, 119. So take out yeah. the 119, obviously, a bit of an outlier there. He also scored a 95 and a 69 and a 55 this year. So he's actually been yeah. quite good. He, when I looked at his stats, he, I, that's why I added him. He actually surprised me with his consistency. So don't hate yeah. it, but I, I think I agree with you. It's a bit too spicy in terms of what I'm looking for. Um, Are you, but if you adding love a pod. Timiko or Marju? Oh, yeah, no-brainer. I think, yeah. though, like, you, it's the same Marju price, now? that's all. Yeah. So I'm not picking – yeah. I don't know. It's hard. Like Timiko, I look at Timiko at 650k, and I want to vomit in my mouth a yeah. little bit. Yeah, so. the price isn't the price isn't right, Bob. Barker. Yeah, if you got so, on, if you got on weeks ago, then power to you. That was sensational. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dolphins relevant players Connelly Lemuelu um, continues to find a way to score every single week. Uh, so he's 610k now. I don't know whether I want to pay that for him. Um, yes, he's on the left edge. Yes, he got eighty minutes, but I'd, I'd rather spend my cash elsewhere in a more reliable, um, a more reliable option or someone with more upside. 
Uh, Jeremy Marshall King, though, is an interesting one, isn't he? Because I, I think he everybody's been thinking about the whole Grant to JMK downgrade around Origin. What are your thoughts on JMK? Yeah, I really like him. Um, I was looking at my my roster, and I think it was round 16. I don't have any hookers playing. I know that you don't necessarily have to, but I'm wondering if I can get a bit of a price rise from my really mid-tier guys, and maybe JMK comes back in price a little bit. I think that he's somebody I could really get around, and I think he's somebody that I would be happy to finish with him being my second hooker. Yeah, uh, you've got Reed Marnie and Robson at the moment, don't you? Yeah, I've got Reed Marnie and Mods, Robson, and you couldn't get much more mid than that, to be honest. Um, Hook, hooker is mid, though, in, in general. And you've got Harry Grant or you've got a mid hooker. It's kind of about it yeah. this year. Yeah, I know. But I think if I get the opportunity to move one of those guys up to JMK, um, especially seeing that the Bulldogs aren't in this list, you know, maybe a Reed Marnie to JMK, given the opportunity, given the trades, I would be much happier than that. Then say a Lemu, Lemuelu, um, and an Asako. If I'm being honest, you look at this Dolphins team and there's more origin players than you would really think. Like you've mm. got Kafusi being a chance. Um, you've got uh, Tommy Gilford. Uh, you've got Hammer. Like, yeah, like those big guys are sort of the talent that I would want to pick up given the opportunity. And most of them are gone, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. So, and I mean, you're not picking them up now. Um, so Dolphins, those are the, probably the three best kind of standout options there. Dragons also play around 13 and, and obviously Jack DeBellin has been a very popular option over the last couple of weeks. And we spoke a lot about Jack DeBellin in last night's live on Teamless Tuesday. So we won't even touch him again, but could be a, a great option for round 13. Jack Bird is another guy. He's got this two RF center wing jewel. Would I want him in the two RF? No, but I could play him comfortably every week in the center wing if I had a spot there for him. Uh, and then Max Fine is obviously the third guy, the cheapy option from this week. Matt Fine? Uh, so Max is the one that's got the negative break even this week. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, not picking up Matt. Um, but if you're looking for check, a bit of cash, Jen, or. Check your trades, guys. Don't pick up yeah. the wrong fee guy. Yeah, yeah. You've got to watch that one. <laughs> Their parents were idiots. <laughs> um Eels we've spoken about. Cowboys, Robson. Uh, Robson and Drinky, probably the only two that stand out. Obviously, with Val Holmes, he, he's going to be playing Origin. So the buy is irrelevant for him. Um, he's not going to be playing round 13, even though the Cowboys do. You've got Robson. Drinkwater, yep. you poo-pooed on earlier uh, Yes, on yesterday's episode. Look, he was um, the Messiah last year for me. Um, in... It was sort of one of those seasons that were much like this where I really struggled with 5'8". I struggled with 5'8 a lot. And he was a fullback playing 5'8". And I just got on at the right time. I think I called him Scotty uh, Drink Bolter all year. <laughs> but, yeah, now he's Scotty Drink Forex Gold. Um, I just hate paying 650K for a guy that I can see scoring eight. Um, if he was 500K, I'd be all over him like white on rice. But, yeah, right now I'm not looking at um, Scotty Drink Hydrolite. Mm, yeah, very hydrated, Mr. Drinkwater. Mm. Uh, Warriors are playing around 13 as well. Tuhu Harris, we've spoken about a fair bit. Charles Nickel Klukstad, you're a big fan of. Jackson yep. Ford, I put in there because he's pretty highly owned. Obviously, you're holding him from now potentially as a, as a number for round 13. Um, yeah. Another guy, maybe, if, if you want to get a If you're listening spicy. to this later, Ford is out for two weeks right now. The reason I'm not trading Ford this week is that he plays round 13. I mean, Murata Niakore, we, we were pretty high on him at the start of the year. 
he could be a, a bit of a smoky option. Josh Curran, depending on how many t- minutes he gets on an edge. Um, th- there's a, a few relevant players in this lineup, but I, I probably wouldn't get too spicy with Warriors players. And also we need to consider that they've got the round 12 by Matty. So um, anybody that you pick up this week, you're going to have to cop and uh, not playing next next um, week. Like um, Ford or even if I had Nia Corey or Still or someone like that, uh, they're the sort of blokes that would be really fringe. So that sort of doesn't really worry me. They're not playing – Oh, Ford isn't playing for two weeks. He's not going to drop in cash. Uh, he's got a 57 break even. Uh, we've seen him cover it probably four times this year. Yeah, let's hold for round 13, eh? Yep. Uh, your Broncos, Adam Reynolds, Reese Walsh, a bit of a, a kind of exclamation on him um, in terms of not we're not sure whether he plays Origin or not. I'd probably still say that he doesn't at this point. I'd say Pong is still in favour. They're big on loyalty there. Um, we spoke, yeah, actually you, you kind of spoke in depth about your thoughts on Walsh through origin. Do you want to kind of repeat those for anybody who missed last night? Yeah. So I'm really worried after watching, uh, last week about how our, our forward pack is elite. So our forwards go forwards and it allows people like Ezra and Walsh to, to really make those plays. I'm not as worried about someone like Reynolds isn't as dynamic as he used to be. Like, sorry, on his on his feet, he still is, you know, kicking, passing, everything like that. I just think with Payne Haas gone and honestly maybe even Tommy Flegler gone, um, Walsh and Mam aren't really people I want to rely on through this period and it worries the living daylights out of me. I really think that if Walsh doesn't score well in 13, then he's gone for me. Yeah. But I'm going to I... hold through there. got an 89 break even as at this moment. And I know people are going to be listening through this, through these coming weeks. So, you know what? Walsh might've just scored a hundred and uh, yeah, he's still in my team, but yeah, like Mam and Walsh rely on those forwards so much. So, yeah, and, do. and the Broncos rely on Walsh and Mam. Like it's all, you know, one cohesive unit right now. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you've made some good points and that's probably one of the reasons why I'm moving Walsh this week is, They've got two hard matchups coming up, Panthers, Storm, in the next two weeks leading into Origin. There's a lot of risk uh, around taking a guy that, I mean, we saw what happened when Haas was out, right, the the week ago. He got 20 or 18 or whatever it was. So I'm going to use the cash to go down to Buller and then use those two upgrades to bolster my team in other places where I need it. So I know this isn't super spicy, but if you're not going Mitchell Moses, you could do a lot worse than Adam Reynolds. And yeah. I'm... Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm kind of hoping for selfish supercoach reasons. I call it SSR. Uh, selfish <laughs> supercoach reasons that Adam that the Broncos win, but Adam Reynolds doesn't score very well against uh, against Melbourne and the Panthers, and we get get that little bit of a dip. Um, can pick him up round thirteen. Um, bank a heap of cash. Um, whoever I decide to drop between Nico and Cleary, which I believe we'll cover a bit later on. Um, and yeah, I just really like Reynolds over Moses. Don't be surprised if like Moses plays more games. Yes, but don't be surprised if Reynolds is the pick through that period. Yeah, if Moses goes and gets a ninety and then a fifteen, it's a fifty-two point five average. I think we need to remember that he's capable of both. So, yep. you know, is holding a quality top-notch Cleary or Hines a better option than going to a Moses? I mean, last week was a perfect example of the potential that that could happen. So um, that's why I'm not really high on Moses, but each to their own. Uh, I hate Moses and Brown. I know we've touched it, but having yep. Moses and Brown could be absolute disaster because Parramatta just lost to the Titans. Mm. Hey, Titans are playing some okay footy. I mean, yeah. to be fair though, they don't play any defense and neither do Para. So yeah. um, who knows what yeah. could happen there. But Elite physique, coach. It is so good. Rabbitohs uh, have a nice matchup this week. A lot of people are jumping on Alex Johnston. I am one of them. I think he's a great option from now. I think there was some stats floating around that he averages 75 plus from around 11 onwards in the last three seasons. Don't know where that comes from, but uh, it's, a, it's a stat and I'll write it. Um, Campbell Graham probably will be picked in origin this year. So you want to avoid Campbell Graham. I think if you've got him though, probably just hold up until round 13 and reassess, see if he gets picked. Um, but if Campbell Graham doesn't get now. picked. You know what? With some of that Nico or Cleary money, whoever you decide to drop, uh, Campbell Graham is a shoe in with their halves, not playing origin. Um, yeah, there's going to be Latrell, but yeah, I think Campbell Graham could be, if he doesn't get picked, New South Wales have rocks in their head, but if he doesn't, he is he should be added, has to be added. And um, on top of that, Cody Walker as well, playing some good footy at the moment. Buy isn't affecting him at all. Um, if you don't have him, he's too expensive to grab right now. But if you have him, I'd probably just enjoy that and ride that through the through the origin period. Find a way to maybe upgrade and get Dylan Brown if you want both. But I, to be fair, I don't know whether you go Cody Walker to Dylan Brown. I don't think that is justifiable. I, I just hold Cody now. You made that choice. So just enjoy that and save the trade. They're both playing good footy. Uh, Raiders, we already touched on them. The Knights as well. Uh, so these last two teams are very relevant because with the Eels, the Knights and Manly also have a buy in round 14. So anybody that you pick for round 13 from those three teams, you will not have them in round 14. So you can't go and load up on Manly players either. Guys like Garrick. Um, if, I'm sure most people have Garrick that are competing. Uh, Hamaliola Kawatu might play Origin, so I'm not quite sure there. DCE definitely does, so that's not an option. Um, yeah. I'd say Garrick is probably the only guy, and for anybody who holds Schuster, it's probably the other guy that's relevant that won't be playing that round. Yeah, and who I knows see if he's playing anyway. I see him traded out a lot this week. Look, I'm going to take the risk that maybe he can be a number, and you know, he we hate Schuster this year, but he did score a 59 in his first game this year. Look, let's hope he gets gets healthy and starts earning his paycheck. Yeah, bigger. If, if Ponga doesn't make origin, he's in my team. Yeah, Call he's so cheap at the moment, isn't he? So 440K um, as at 849, uh, the 9th of May. Um, yeah, easy step up. 
Easy yep. step up. Um, let's keep like in it. mind that Katoa is probably not going to play either. So is it sideways? Maybe, but maybe I can I can move a few things around and, and have the a The upside isn't that. sideways, that's for sure. The um, upside is not sideways. Margie it isn't Miller. sideways for numbers wide. Like, like Pong is just as likely to score 50 as probably Katoa is as at the ninth of the fifth. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Uh, Marju and Miller, most people have them. They're pretty popular. Um, so you just hold on to them. And they've got uh, the Titans. Ma- I, I love Marju this weekend. So I'm going to really enjoy this matchup against the Titans this weekend um, yeah. because he, up against his old team, he's going to want to prove a point. And the Titans, we know, love letting in, letting in some points. So they're going to go left all game, I think. So Marju could be in for a big one. So do Knights. I know we're not talking about the Titans right now, but Cam Pereira could go massive for those. Who oh, he could. He all could. three of us. I'm one of them. Could be a really nice little pod play to play him this week. Um, all right, moving on. Mini buys and origin effects. So this one's pretty relevant. Actually, probably some of my better work, I think. Um, <clears throat> so with round 14, 17, and 20 kind of out of the main eye line of a lot of super coaches, I think this is where you can make your move, especially around 14 if you get this right. And this is why we were talking about not overloading on Eels, Knights, Manly players, especially Eels players. Um, so you've got in round 14 players on the buy like Maddo, Moses, Sean Lane, Hopgood, Brown, Gutherson, Marju, Miller, Ponga, Garrick, Turbo, DCE, Olakwatu, just to name a few. If you've got seven of those guys, you have 18 playable players in round 14, which is a massive concern. So as we know, moving through the origin period, it's important to have a look at who has the quick backups as well. And we are very lucky this year that we don't actually really have any relevant quick, fast Friday night backups where we have to look at potentially a storm playing a Friday night game and Harry Grant has less than 48 hours before he has to back up again. Does he get rested? There's none of that going on this year. Aside from potentially round 20 where Ponga, if he plays origin might have to back up on the Friday night against the Tigers. Um, So we're we're quite lucky in that instance. So we kind of need to just look at who's got the buy. So Eels, Knights and Manly in round 14 in round 17, the Bulldogs, Sharks, and Tigers have the buy. So that means guys like Preston, Alamotti, Marnie, if you're carrying those three. Uh, the real relevant one is Nico Hines has the buy in round 17. He will also miss round 16. So Nico Hines will miss two games in a row. Stefano, if you're still holding on to him, I'd probably ask you why, but. Um, I still have him. Yeah. It, he's not making money. He's not losing money. I'm not playing him any week at if the moment. If he's your third it's... front row forward, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the Tigers have a buy round 17 as well. So uh, you shouldn't be caught short in in that round considering those types of teams. And unless you've loaded up on Sharks players, you've got yeah, like like Ronaldo, you've up, Talakai, yeah, and if, Nico. If you've got Teague, well, yeah, Ronaldo, um, Talakai, you're probably in a bit of trouble here because this is actually the week that I will look at moving Reed Marnie, I think. Yeah, okay. I'm going to hold Reed Marnie. Yeah, if I can forward plan... I've honestly been happier with Reese Robson than Reed Marnie. Yep. A bit more consistent. And just remember the Cowboys have been trash and Reese Robson's still been rolling out some scores. I know the Bulldogs have been as well, but I probably see a bit more upside in the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. If I had both, I'd take Robson for sure. I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, the one thing to consider is that the Bulldogs play around 16 and 19 major buys. So maybe the play might be to start with whoever you've got at hooker for round 13, JMK, whoever it be. And then you can yep. go and get Reed Marnie if you don't have him. You can get him from round 14 and he can play you the last two major buys. So yeah. 
having a look at those that the way that those buyers are structured will be really important. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, round 20, Dragons, Raiders, Rabbits have the buy. Not overly concerning unless you stack with Rabbitohs players. Um, I mean, do you still have Sloan? Surely not by then. Um, Jack DeBellin you might have in round 20. So they've got the buy there. Uh, then you've got Raiders players like Tarpany, Horsburgh, Hudson Young. Uh, and then if you're loaded with Rabbitohs, you've got Latrell, you've got Campbell Graham, maybe you've got Cook, Murray, Cody, like Cody Walker. Round twenty could actually be a pretty tough one to navigate for a lot of teams going through those those kinds of players. Yeah, and I think there'll be some pretty, some pretty, re- some really good supercoach team that do have five Rabbitohs in them by then. Yep. Um, the Rabbitohs have been a fantastic supercoach team this. They've been a fantastic football team this year, and I would be stoked if I look at those five players on the Rabbitohs. And if I've na- navigated to own those five, I would be stoked. But coming into round 20, I would be shitting myself. And and correct me if I'm wrong, do the Rabbitohs have two buyers in the run home from round 20? Do they have round 20 and round 26, I think? So you're yep. not going to want – and uh, just remember, if you're a head-to-head player as well, head-to-head competitions end in round 26. So you're going to want to make sure that you get rid of as many of those Rabbitohs players in that lead-up to the finals as possible because you could end up coming into your grand final into head-to-head cash comp with five Rabbitohs players that all aren't playing. So either keep some trades up And those five Rabbitohs players are like – that's like – Three and a half million dollars worth of players, right there. Yeah, more. So keep that in mind, I think, because uh, that could determine whether you win your cash comp or not. So Rabbitoh is very relevant for the run home, but hopefully that gives everybody an understanding of how the mini buys work, what the effective origin will be. And look, we haven't talked about the players that might not back up. Nathan Cleary, whilst he has a game on a Saturday or a Sunday after Origin, he might have a rest. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen there. All we can do is predict that the shorter backup means there's a higher chance of them getting rested. The longer the backup, the more time and, and the more chance they are of actually playing for their club. Have, um, you, have you thought about how cautious they have been this year with HIAs and the fact that if they have to do that in, honestly, probably one of the most high-intensity games of any sport I've ever seen, like... I can see right. the 18th man getting activated in every game. Well, I mean, Cam Murray got knocked out in the first hit-up of game two, was it, last year, I think, from memory, and, and he was out, and that was the end of that. So, um, yeah, you're spot on. That's a really good point, and that's something I haven't considered yet is that you're going to miss these origin players. They get a HIA. They're gone for a week and a half. So If they're gone um, for 11 days, they can miss two, two games anyway, and yeah, you're banking could. on – yeah, and like I only become aware of this uh, with the Anzac Day and uh, CNK. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, which they ended up allowing him to come back. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. if it's a bad HIA, it might not happen, right? Yep, yep, spot on. That's a good point. Very good point. So keep an eye on HIAs in Origin that could buckle you. Um, all right, now the reason we're all here, the main one is. Uh, where you can get your value is to decide who you're going to hold and who you're going to sell leading into the origin period. And we've broken it down. If you're watching us on YouTube, we've broken it down for you so you can see it on the screen. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, I'd highly recommend hopping over and having a look because we've got all of the top owned players, I guess, and the guys that are going to play origin that are highly owned in Supercoach. Uh, we've got their draw from round 11 through to 20, how many games they're going to play, what the favorable matchups are, when they've got the buy and when they're going to be out through origin. So let's quickly touch on these, Matty. Uh, first of all, how many of these guys do you own? I've got uh, I've got Hopgood. 
I've got Nico Hines. I've got Val Holmes. I've got Nathan Cleary. I'm just trading Walsh. I've got Fafita, and that's it. So I think I've got yeah, five. I've, yeah, I've got the same, but I've got Walsh in addition to who you've got. Oh, no. I, sorry. Swap Walsh for Hopgood. Yeah. So if – okay. So we've got the same. We've got about five of these guys that could play, could not play. Um, we had a question in last night's live talking about – uh, how many players or origin players would you want to hold or how many active non-origin players would you want to have available during this period? And you said, was it was it three that you said? Yeah, yeah, three. Okay. So three players that you'd happy to hold through origin. Have you thought about who those people are? Yes, I have. Um, I, and I know that you're going to touch it. I'm going to hold Cleary. Yep. I... I'm going to hold Walsh. Yeah. And honestly, that might only be it. I think I've got some other players that could see themselves. Look, I'm going to hold Fafita, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have some other players who I could see, you know, just sort of making the team like like Welch or, you know, I'm going to be throwing a curveball if Reese Robson's name. I think he was in the squad last year. Last two years. One. Yeah, yeah, just missed – Missed a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to hold Fafita. I'm going to hold Walsh, and I'm going to hold Cleary at this point. Yeah, cool. I'm um, I'm on the same boat with Fafita. I think I'll hold him. And when we look at the screen here, those first few matchups are really nice for him, especially the next two. Um, I will. I'm trading Walsh, obviously, like I mentioned. I'm going to hold Cleary as well. I'll explain why soon. Um, Val Holmes is gone for me, and Nico Hines is gone for me. Now, let me explain. Uh, Hopgood might not get named. Maddo might not get named for Origin. So let's just keep an eye out for that. If either of those two get named in Origin in round one, uh, sorry, in game one, um, they're straight out for me. And the reason for that, we mentioned at the start of the episode, anybody, any Eels players playing through the buy rounds, playing Origin, they're only going to get five out of the next 10 games availability. So you're only going to get to play them 50% of the time. You're better off moving them on to someone you can play seven times um, out of 10. Uh, let me talk to you about why I want to trade Nico Hines. Now, obviously, I'm not going to trade him until round 13, but they've got Manly into Newcastle the next two the next two weeks. Two very nice matchups and two matchups I'm more than happy to captain him in both times. No questions asked. Probably lock it in for me too. Then he obviously won't play round 13. Then he comes up against the Broncos into the Storm, round 14 and 15 off the back of Origin. Then he has another game of Origin he'll miss round 16. He'll also then have the Sharks round 17 by. So he plays two games out of five between round 13 and round 17 and two of the hardest matchups in the competition. So that is the reason why I'm moving him. And I can tell you right now that as soon as round 18 hits, I will move heaven and earth to get him back in my team for that Dragons matchup. I don't care about round 19 origin. Um, I'll then, then he'll play two out of the next three. So you're getting him back in at the right time. You're trading him at the right time. What's uh, you've got Nico obviously, and most people do. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I agree with that. You actually pointed pointed that out to me. Um, so he plays St George round eighteen, right? Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's who you want to bring him back. That's sort of the way that I see it as well. Um, look, he does have a forty in him. We've just learnt that he is human. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use a, a million dollars so well through the rest of the team. And I traded out Marju 
Is he a good football player? Yes. But every time he scores 100, I can guarantee that Nico's going to score more. Um, yeah, look, you've got to leave those avenues and probably get some of the more expensive guys that aren't playing Origin so that Nico is only one or two trades away. Um, and you've got to make sure that you don't get too far away from that because I don't know about you, but I won't have a boost left come round 18. Yeah, I, I would say I'll probably use my boost maybe round 16 if I have to to get no, – actually, round 16, I'm looking okay for numbers. I might even – I might have a boost by then. I don't I don't know. Mm. Uh, I might need it round 19 or round 20 because we, we saw that round 20 was a bit of a tricky period. Round 14 yeah. is also a tricky period, so I might use it then. But it's I've, I've only got one boost left after this week, so who knows. I tell you what, um, looking, looking at this um... – yeah, it makes me think that maybe some Titans players could be some really good targets through the um, through the Origin period. Yeah, well, I mean, the the one thing about the Titans, unfortunately, is that they have the buy in round thirteen and sixteen. They're the only yeah. team in the comp to have the first two major buy rounds as buys. Um, so you might want to target them. And, and then the problem is, round seventeen they play the Broncos. Round eighteen they play Canberra. Um, yeah. I'm not, I can't remember who they play around 19 and then into para. So it's not exactly a friendly run. I mean, the first few games are nice. Um, and the reason for holding for feeder is because you get him for, again, Newcastle, Bulldogs, maybe Souths in round 14. Who knows what they're going to be like? And then Definitely into the Tigers. The Tigers. Yeah. Yep. So that's, I mean, he plays four nice games out of five there. Maybe the time to move for feeder might be around 16, yeah, where he play, where be. he misses around 16, 19 and has three tough matchups. Who knows? Honestly, um, I, I'm holding for feeder through the year. I, I, I am as well, I think. I don't yeah. care how much he fluctuates. Um, David Fafita is a good enough footballer. Uh, He's the two RF1 this year. Who would have thought yep. it? Like the most consistent, Me? biggest scorer. I mean, but would you see him going between 60 to 100 every single week without that sub 40 score? Because he's always been good for that up until this year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I was so high on him. He was the first person I added this year. So Yeah, I agree. I was with you. Um, Holmes and Cotter, if you hold them, uh, you. I mean, look, let, let's look at the matchup. You're not going to move him before round 13. Nope. To, to give everybody an idea, I'm trading Nico and Holmes in round 13. Those are my two trades for round 13. We get, thir- we get three trades in the major buy rounds as well, we need to remember, instead of the normal two. You don't need to boost. You get three automatic trades around 13, 16, and 19. So Nico out. I'm not sure who in. Um, and, and Holmes will go out as well. So I'll use these next two rounds to take advantage of that. And then they've got Melbourne into the bye, into another round of origin, into Souths. And yes, they have the game at the Tiger, against the Tigers in round 18. Maybe you're getting back then. Who knows? Um, but he essentially plays two hard games in five as well uh, from round 13 to 17. So very similar to Nico um, through that period. So that's probably why you'd move on Holmes. If no 13. one shouts out, if no one shouts out, you know, come and get me. I could see myself holding homes. You get one game out of or two, two tough games out of five, though, in the middle of the year. Yeah, Not ideal, I suppose. Especially for the cash. Him back? Do you see? Do you see? Probably not. See yourself getting him back. Probably not. No, I don't have faith in the Cowboys this year. Unfortunately, they yeah, okay. haven't shown us enough. If they were playing good footy, yeah, for sure. And but. Val's doing everything he possibly can, and he's scoring fifties, and the team looks dog shit. So, yeah. no, not a fan. If they, if they were playing better, I'd hold. But no, he's gone for me yep. around thirteen. Um, so the interesting one on the is the Rabbitohs. Cam Murray, Latrell, Campbell Graham got the Tigers into Para, 
uh, the next two rounds. Tigers are meant to be green there. Uh, they've got Origin. Uh, Can I tell you that Parramatta could be green as well because they just leak so many points? Like, yeah. yes, you know, there is a chance that they lose. Yes, it is a tough matchup. But it's a really good mass matchup for Supercoach. Yep. And I don't think everybody's thinking about that. I think, yep. like, Parramatta just leak so many points. And you know what? Supercoach doesn't actually matter if you win or lose. It matters if you score points. That's true. Yeah, we're still seeing some big scores from losing teams. Big super coach scores from players on losing teams this year. Ruben yep. Garrick's a good example of that last week. So, um, but the one thing I like about them uh, now, obviously, they've got the buy in round twenty, which is an ideal. So they play six out of ten uh, for these guys if they back up for all games. Uh, the one thing we need to remember here is the backup game for for Origin One and Origin Two is against the Titans and the Cowboys. Two very nice matchups. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see whether the Rabbitohs, because they're sitting pretty high on the ladder end up resting them in an easier game uh, as a backup, as opposed to having a tough game they need to win. So again, we're going to be looking at, you know, the position of, of these players on the table and whether their coaches feel like they need to risk them or need to get a win at that point of the year. And the, the reason why I feel really good about holding Nathan Cleary is that the Panthers are not dominating the competition like they were last year. They're not yep. top of the ladder. They're not seven points, eight points clear of second. They're, they're battling. They're in the middle of the top eight and they've got some work to do. So I don't think they can afford to rest Nathan Cleary this year. I think he's going to have to back up. And when we look at his backup games against the Dragons and the Knights after Origin 1 and Origin 2, this is why I'm holding him. Because he could go 150, 180 in those two games. Um, What's the biggest captaincy decision you make every week? Nico will clear. Exactly. If you're trading out Nico, you have to have Cleary and... When you started explaining that they're going to play St. George afterwards, going to play Newcastle afterwards, they're middle of the pack. I actually saw it and I saw that they were going to play Dolphins, but Dolphins keep winning games and actually being decent at footy, much to my dismay. Um, I You have to have Cleary. You have to hold Cleary through the origin period. And unfortunately, Nico, I'm going to hold my breath through the Broncos game and I'm going to hold my breath through the Melbourne game. But we just saw that he's human. Uh, I know Cleary has a 40 in him, but I am comfortable captaining him every week he plays. Yep, agreed. Haas and Walsh, tough games coming up next three, four weeks. They've got Origin round 13. But then round 15 through to round 20 is really nice. They play four games out of six. They play the Knights, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs. I, I mean, I understand the merit behind holding Walsh. And, hey, he, he will play round 16 or around 13 and 19 he will play if he doesn't play origin i mean there's worse holds he's done well this year so i can understand why you wouldn't uh why you wouldn't want to trade him uh yeah, we've i'm talking through but honestly if like i know they play melbourne this week but if he doesn't like if he's playing in the buy period and haas isn't there i would play somebody else in oh, i know um, they're just going to take the best scores. But through some of these spots, seeing Newcastle, Gold Coast, Dolphins, and Bulldogs in there, I'm holding him. There might be a week where I don't play Walsh. Yeah. When If if I see Haas not back up after Origin or something like that and we're playing a team like the Sharks, I might just sit him for Buller or ha- someone. Haas always backs up. Always. Yeah. He, he will play. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. Um, Grant Munster. 
Uh, look, I mean, Harry Grant always gets rested and gets managed through the origin period. It's happened the last two years, but he has been kind of riddled with injuries the last two years as well. He's they, pretty healthy at the moment. They also had Brandon Smith there. Yeah. Like, you know, they had the perfect backup. Yeah. They're not going as well. They're not going that. I saw him on the weekend. They looked ordinary. Mm. Honestly, I could see him having to back up because they don't want to play a rookie or they don't want to play. Well, again. Who's the guy, who's the guy for the bench that they play? Uh, Bronson Garlic, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And again, they're sitting sixth. They're not where they want to be. You know, I mean, yeah. the Panthers are third and they're not where they want to be. They're not the same team. But, you know, the Panthers have set this standard that they want to be first and they want to be dominating. So I don't think Cleary will sit. But also the Storm are actually like on the same amount of competition points as the Titans this <laughs> this year, which is just insane. Yep. So, uh, yeah, they'll be playing out of their skin. Grant won't rest, I don't think. Uh, we talked about Fafida and Tino, hold them. And Tedesco is an interesting one as well because a few people jumped on Tedesco last week which I didn't really understand considering what we've seen from him. Um, and now they've got Penrith. Yeah, the Dragons is a nice matchup, but then we've seen what Teddy's look like this year. Is Origin going to spark him and get him going again? Maybe. But look at how many tough games they've got. They've got Penrith twice in five rounds through through the Origin period. Canberra's playing good footy, Manly Lakes points, and then they've got Melbourne coming out of the third Origin. Like, that's a pretty tough draw. If you take the... How am I going to say this? If you take the human element out of it and you just think that you're going to play Tedesco every week, uh, if you have an option to sit him against Penrith, I probably would. Like, it's not that uncommon to sit a 500K bloke. And if you got on him at 550K, you just have to treat him as a 500K bloke. Like, you don't play... I don't play Jacob Preston and Jackson Ford every week. They cost 530k. You bought Tedesco at 550k. If he's playing Penrith, I sit him. If I have Tedesco and Buller, I sit him this week and play Buller instead. Yeah, fair enough. It's not a bad take. I don't mind it. Yeah, I feel like, like it's more of a habit thing him. that you just play Tedesco every week, but you don't have to. Exactly. He is poor man's Tedesco at the moment. <laughs> Mate, Lockie Miller is Tedesco. Tedesco is Tedesco 2.0. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, guys, hopefully that has given you a bit of an understanding of our thought processes around who we're selling, who we're holding. Uh, and it is going to be important. You can't just go and hold everybody, uh, especially with guys like Nico, guys like Holmes. Um, you know, there's a, there's merit to sell them both. And that, that's why we're thinking around the way that we're thinking at the moment. And I think the last thing maybe that we'll talk about is you want to be targeting teams that are going to be playing two buy rounds in a row. Obviously, Eels play all three. Get yourself three of those guys. Get your three best. Plug and play them every week. They're fine. Um, Manly also play around 13 and 16 by, but have a buy in round 14, same as the Knights. The Cowboys, and, and that's why I think you're probably holding Robson, they play around 13 and 16. There's no risk of a – they've got the round 15 by, but they're the only team on the buy in round 15. So you don't really have to worry Perfect. about that too much, right? So um, those are the four teams I'm targeting, but you've obviously got to manage the round 14 numbers there. Um, yep. Once we get through round 13, you can flip – your Cowboys, your Knights, uh, your Manly players straight across to someone from the Sharks or the Tigers or the Bulldogs who are going to play around 16 and 19 in those two major buys. So it's about just understanding who's playing when um, and kind of thinking ahead with your trades, I think, is one thing I would recommend everybody do and start planning out what those major buy trades look like so that you can field a team of 13, 14 players in those three buys. Yep. 
I agree. Um, looking at teams that play 16 and 19, I wouldn't just add them because they're Bulldogs and Tigers players. Like, just remember, these guys are pretty ordinary at football, and you've got seven rounds after round 20. Like, you know, don't just get a Tigers player because he's a Tigers player. Don't just get a Bulldogs player because he's a Bulldogs player. Get them because they're good football players. Get them because they're scoring well. You don't want to have to – you don't want to run out of trades and be running Tavita Pangai Jr., um, Ryan Sutton. um, You know what I mean? Like uh, David Clemmer. Like unless they show you more in these coming rounds, don't just add them for the sake of it. Because I'd rather run 11 players through round 16 and 19 of quality players then run 13 and have a couple spuds. Yeah. And and that's a, a kind of a good way to end this. The, the numbers mean nothing if they're, they're plotters and you're going to have to trade them out later. We've only got a certain amount of trades left, so you've got to be really careful with how you approach it. We spoke last episode about how many trades we'd like to have left for the run home. I said I'd like 10 from around 21 to 27. What are your thoughts on how many you want left? I would like to have more, but I don't see it happening. How many I, do you have at the moment? I have 26. Okay. So you essentially... You have 26 after the boost as well. 27 I have. So okay. yep. I essentially in my head have 17 moves I can make between now and round 20. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's impossible to plan that far ahead, but I want to I want to look at my big moves like my Heinz and Valley out, who's coming in, what kind of moves I'm making in terms of those big ones. How am I going to get Nico back in round 18 for that matchup against the Dragons? I'm starting to kind of move some chess pieces around to plan those bigger moves. And then obviously shit's going to happen throughout. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be HIAs where players are out. There's going to be guys that are out long-term. Um, yeah. You just adjust as you go. But I think based on the numbers, what we got like a 10 rounds... 17 trade 1.7 trades per week so there's going to have to be maybe a week or two where i don't trade or where i only use one uh, but i'll adjust as i go so come round 20 i have two non-negotiables and i've said it all year i am getting harry grant and i'm getting cameron munster because have a look at do yourself a favor and have a look at the seven games that the that the storm are playing through the end of the season this is bellamy's last season Honestly, Cameron Munster and Harry Grant, regardless of what price they're going to be, I've faded them all year. I've watched them score a lot of Supercoach points already. I'm going to still skip every Melbourne Storm game between now and round 20. But <laughs> when they play for round 20 for me, they're, they're staying there barring injury. It's a good way to end it. It's a good shout. Um, obviously, when we get through the buyers, we'll continue to come to you every week with wrap-ups on the week, with Teamless Tuesday, all that kind of stuff. But we'll probably do a bit of a run-home special episode as well, just like we've done here to maximize your rank on the run-home. But that's still a few weeks away anyway, so we don't need to worry about that. But if yeah, you're watching and- it on the back end, comment a question. If you have any questions on this and you want us to, to cover it, we'll get back to you, obviously, via message or anything. Drop your comments below. Any final words from you, Maddie? Yeah, just slide into our DMs and we'll actually send you a lot of these um, these graphs and tables that we've done up. Um, yeah, you can set them as, as your screensavers or just save them as a reference to, to have a look back on. Uh, we're super active on Twitter. Um, yeah, get involved. Ask us, ask us the questions. Um, this is the first one we haven't done where it's alive because we really just wanted to own in and, and get our point across. Um, but I 
think even me myself will reference this a lot over the next six weeks. It's where you make your move. You know, you can go from 10K to top 1K if you do it right over the next two and a half months. So dial in, make your plans, get your trades sorted ahead of time. Have a think about who you want to hold, who you want to leave behind. But most of all, if you like this this content, please share it with a friend. Um, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the channel. If you're new, thanks for watching. Um, hit the like. And if you're listening to us on audible platforms, if you're on, on Spotify or Apple podcast, please leave us a five-star rating if you like the content. Guys, that's enough from us. Hopefully you've got something from the buy planning episode. We will see you next time on the Sunday wrap-up, the Sunday sesh. You've been listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll catch you later. Cheerio.